0: Yeah. <laughs> oh these guys the things they put us through my goodness no we want to do that believe me it's fun i don't even know where to begin but i think we all try to find god in some way form or fashion for these guys i think that's how they find god but we all have a different journey don't we we all come to god in a different way and i think sometimes people will ask us well how do you how do you find god How did you come to God? Why did you go to church? People ask these questions. Sometimes they'll ask this important question, and it's a really valid question. They'll say, if God did love us, then why? And then they fill in the blanks. Why pain? Why suffering? Why is the world? And they go on and on and on. Why did I have to go through? And so that important question is so hard to answer because we feel pain. And we see destruction. We see these things. But really, when it comes to finding God, finding God is not by looking with our eyes. Because if you're trying to find God by looking with your eyes, you will get distracted by everything that's happening around you. How do you even find God in a world that is filled with darkness? In fact, when Heidi and I, we were on this sabbatical for six weeks, and it was difficult for six weeks. And and the reason why we did that is because we really felt God saying, you want to do something preventative for your future in ministry. You don't want to wait for burnout to happen and then find yourself taking a break. You do this so that you don't have to get to that point. And so when while we were gone, you know, one of the things we found was that This state faced two hurricanes. Yeah, we're watching the news. We were traveling and we're watching the news. And and so we find out there comes this hurricane. And it's, it's interesting, the news in the mainland is different than the local news here. Because the mainland, I mean, they bump it up because ratings, right? You get more ratings. You know, there's a hurricane coming to the state of Hawaii, and the locals there are in panic. And sometimes they so show, 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 show local people. And I'm thinking, where did they find these local people? It's like, hey, so, so uh, uh, what's happening there in, 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 the, in the islands? Oh, the roof was like, pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa. pa pa, 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 pa. i am <laughs> like, oh, I mean, why, why this person? But it's, it, while we're gone, we, we just noticed that not only did you face that, those two hurricanes, but on a Wednesday night, I think it was this past week, thunder and lightning and, and, and rain was coming down. I think Bayfront was flooded, Liliokalani was flooded, and just darkness taking place. And then, even in the mainland, there's a lot of uh, high security taking place because of the different shootings and now you have this uh, protesting going on and and we're watching this and we're thinking boy this, this world has a lot to deal with and there's 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 there are people that are trying to find God and it's tough because we live in darkness we go through actual storms not just the weather but we go through life storms and people deal with things over and over again you know, you really appreciate home when you're away from home for a while. You really appreciate people when you don't see them for a while. And you really appreciate God when you find him. Now, we all have that journey. We all, we all will come from different backgrounds and then find God in a certain way. But we don't just want to learn about God or, or, or fall into some type of uh, religious routine that we go through to say, no, I know God. I have a relationship with him because of the things that I do. But it's, it's not about doing, although a part of it, it is, it's not the entirety of our relationship with God. It's kind of like saying, oh, no, no, I'm married. I'm married. We do stuff together. I'm, I'm married. We have a wonderful marriage because, you know, I do stuff around the house. I, 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 I'm happily married because my wife is happy. I'm happily married because my family is doing well. No, you know what really determines... If a relationship is strong, it's not when things are going well. It's when life hits, when the struggles come. How are you going to deal with those struggles when they hit? And it's the same thing with God. When we, when we have a relationship with God, our, our relationship with Him is truly tested, not in good times, but through adversity. And so when we come to the question, how do I find God, really it's learning how to live this new life as a believer in Jesus. Because it's a, it's a learning process. It's, it's learning new things as well as unlearning some things. When Heidi and I were traveling, we, one of the things that, in fact, Heidi had this prayer. Heidi's my wife, if you didn't know. Heidi said uh, her prayer was that her and I would fall more in love with each other and with God. That was her prayer. My prayer was no fight. Because we're going to be with each other every single day for six weeks straight. So mine was, okay, no fight, (laughs) no fighting. And then, of course, drawing nearer to God. And so we did hit those two. Not just my prayers, but Heidi's prayers. But I can tell you, it was intense at certain moments. Like I could feel us almost coming to that place of so intense. Like if one person made the wrong move, blow up. Everything would just blow up. And so I'm like, okay, this is week four. This is week four. We're doing okay. And then you know when you have those little disagreements? Just small little things. It, it comes down to who's right and who's wrong. Like I would say something like, oh, could you, could you pass the bread? And she would give me the bread, and then I would tell her, can you go put it back? Well, she puts bread back different than I do. So I say, say, well, how can you put the bread back like that? She goes, well, because it's better that way. I said, yeah, but it, it, it'll become staler faster. She goes, no, 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 it's, it's better this way because of the temperature of the room versus the refrigerator. I'm like, yeah, but when we have... So it's at those points, right, husbands and wives, and, and if you're in a relationship, it's those small moments that you really want to let them know your way. Look, I didn't even have to finish the sentence. <laughs> your way is right. This is the correct way. I'm right and you're wrong. Right. So why is it when we come to God, we fight with him? We fight with God because God is actually saying, I'm right and you're wrong. Now, in a relationship, we continue to fight because we want to just get one up on someone else. But God makes himself available not to prove us wrong, but to show his righteousness. God doesn't fight with us. He makes himself available to us. And so he says, I I, I really want you to find me. But if we keep fighting like this, or if you keep bucking the system, as it were, or or pulling away because of these small little things, then you've forgotten how big I am. Now, to us, these are major things. Lost of a loved one. Maybe a health issue, finances, or something happened to a family member. And all oh, we get mad at God and God says, stick with me. We're going to do this together. Again, it's a relationship and it's a journey together. And sometimes we pull away from God because we don't understand what he sees. And God says, it's okay. It's okay you don't understand. Just don't run from me. Stay close to me. Stay near to me. Because I'm going to show you something incredible throughout this entire time that you feel like you're in darkness. And so the question becomes, oh, how do I find God even in the midst of darkness? How do I find God when things aren't going well? How do I find God when, when everyone else is telling me something else, but God, I just sense something that is inside of me that you're saying stick with me. How, how do I do this? Well, we're going to start a new series called How Do I? And we're going to go through a lot of things that, that will help us in not just finding God, but how do I hear God? And as the weeks go by, our prayer is that we will develop this life with God and draw near to him. You can take out your notes that are in your bulletins. And the question is, how do I find God? How do, how do I do this? See, there are many small g gods in our world. Some of you, 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 you it's like you want to make sure that you're okay, you're safe. That okay, I just want to make sure I'm going to get to heaven. I just want to make sure that I don't... I don't miss out any opportunities. I just want to make sure I have the right God. So I'm just going to tap into this God, this God. I'm going to worship this God. I'm going to kind of uh, meddle into this thing. And I'm going to just do a little bit of this religion. And, and so we try all these different small G gods. And, and then we, we do that just to make sure we're okay. And when we do that, what actually happens is we diversify our heart with God. We give 10% here, 5% to that. God, small g, give 20% here. But then when it comes to God, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, then we say, but I'm going to give you the most portion. God says the danger with that is now you're serving actually yourself in the process of trying to find me. Because you're trying to find me through you and how you feel, and what the world is going through. It's not just a question of, oh, then what God is the true God? But how do you find him if there is one true God? And so we're going to explore some principles on how to find God. Let's look, look at Psalm 19, verse 1. The Bible tells us this, that the heavens are telling of the glory of God, and their expanse is declaring the work of God. Of his hands, the heavens. Now, when the Bible talks about the heavens, it's really referring to the stars up above, the creation that God has given to us. Now, while we're traveling, you know, we're in the mainland. Nothing, like I mean, the stars here that you can see at night, is is so vast and so clear than when you are in certain places in the mainland. At nighttime, I would look up and you see like maybe five like just twinkling. I'm thinking, why can't we see the stars? Well, one, in some places there's smog, but, be, but also because the way the sun is. And so it stays brighter longer. But by the time we returned back here to home, it, I remember the first night coming home and we uh, came into our, our driveway and I came out of the car and the first thing I did was look up and oh my goodness, we have a beautiful sky here in Hawaii especially on the big island. And I just looked up and I thought, Lord, you made that, not so that we could just enjoy it, but you made that so that we could find our way to you. you, you just to enjoy the stars, the heavens above, you've you got to know that, that there's a God. Just to look at the heavens above, it doesn't just happen. That's why we enjoy things like that. God created us for him, for his glory. So when we look at these things, the Bible tells us it's telling of the glory of God. And I pray that when we look at creation, that we can always come back to God. That we'd say, oh, that's telling of the glory of God. See, you you don't need to see God to believe God. He exists. In other words, the evidence is there. The Bible in, in uh, Romans 1 verse 20, the Bible tells us that forever or for, forever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Now let's pause there for a moment. So we've, we've seen the earth and sky. Even before we found God, we could see his creation. Now, isn't it true as children... It's so easy to believe in God because the evidence is there. If someone told us God created everything, as a little child, you believe it. You don't need to see anything more. You believe it because the evidence is there. What pulls us away from believing in God is not his creation. What pulls us away from believing in God is everything we see. The pain, the destruction, the way the world is heading and what happens around us. And so instead of us finding God through the way he said for us to find him, we try to find him visually, physically with our eyes. And he says, you're not going to be able to do that. And let's continue with the scripture. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power, and divine nature. Let's read this last part together. Ready, go. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. So the, the question then is, okay, so why so many religions then? Why so many gods? Why, why are people worshiping just all kinds of gods? Well, the Bible tells us in Romans 1.25, and here it is, they traded the truth about God for a lie. So they worshiped and served the things God created instead of the Creator Himself who is worthy of eternal praise. Amen. So here's how we find God. And here's the first thing you want to write this in look for God. Look for God. Now, again, not physically with your eyes, but you look for Him. See, you you don't find something you're not looking for. You don't find things you're not looking for. Why? Because you're not looking for it. You're just not going to find something you're not looking for. You have to look for something to find it. You you have to make that decision to say I'm going to look for something and then you find it. You probably won't even see it until you start looking for it. In this uh time that Heidi and I got to spend together, I also wanted to do some things around the house just to get my mind uh kind of off of things that that really uh kind of take up space in my mind, so I thought let's just do some house projects. And so I was putting some things together, and I didn't have nails. No, I was pounding some two-by-fours and building something, and I thought, I need nails. We don't have any nails. I needed 16 nails. And so I prayed. I said, Lord, I just need 16 nails. That's all I need. So I'm looking in the garage looking for nails. I found like nine. Some are crooked. You know, some I'm thinking, I can use this one. And I'm thinking, how can we not have nails? We always have nails. So Heidi said, well, what are you doing? I said, I'm looking for nails. I don't don't know where they are. I I know we had, but I looked everywhere and there's just none. And Heidi says, no, I remember we had a box somewhere. And I said, are you sure? She says, yes. Now, for me, I have a certain place where I put the nails. For Heidi, she has the best place to put the nails, where it can be found by her. So... She goes into the house, and then she comes back out. And now the garage is and you know, everything's all over the place. So she's finding her way through all the piles of things that we're moving around. And I said, what are you doing? She goes, I'm, I'm just looking for something. So I'm like, oh, okay, be careful. And then she pulls out a box of nails, a brand-new box of nails. I'm like, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Where did that come from? She goes, I knew we had it. I just didn't know exactly where it was, but I knew we had it. I thought, no lie, you hide them from me. Instead of hiding stuff from me. But she had it in a place that it was on a shelf and she knew what to look for. See, if you're trying to find God in the world, in the sense of when things are going well and the way you want to find Him, hard to find God. But if you're looking for God in the way He says you're to find Him, you find Him just like that because you know exactly what you're looking for. The Bible tells us in Jeremiah 29, 13, if you look for me, how? Wholeheartedly you will find me. How simple is that? I mean, we we can read books on how to find God. God says, okay, I'll tell you, if you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. In other words, with no distraction, wholeheartedly. Not a little bit, not, okay, God, if this happens, then I know you're real. If you do this, then I know you're real. He says, no, no, if you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. It's kind of like looking for things in Heidi's purse. Husbands, have you ever done this? That you ask your wife, oh, where's this? She goes, oh, in my purse. And then you just sit there like, yeah, but where's your purse? And then by the time you get the purse, because you got to go through 50, she says, oh, it's in the left pocket. And you go in there like, like you're mining for gold you got to search through every every nook and cranny. and, and there, You need an app for the purse, like where everything is. And so finally, as I'm digging through this myriad of things, when you find what you're looking for in a woman's purse, you're like, Eureka! It's like jackpot. Now, women, I know you can just blindfold it. You know, ah, oh, here it is. or You never see them. Now, you know your purse well. But if you're If you're looking for something wholeheartedly, you keep looking until you find what you're looking for. As difficult as it may be, you wholeheartedly look for whatever it is that you need to find, especially if it's that important. Like, if you ever lose your phone, you're going crazy. You're like, where's my phone? That's my whole life. Where's my phone? Or where's my keys? Now, if you're not going somewhere, you're not looking for your keys. For some reason, we look for our keys two minutes before we're leaving, and then we can't find our keys. So we go into a frantic frenzy because we're trying to find something that is valuable to us. Now listen very carefully. When it comes to our eternal life, we should be even more concerned about finding God because it's eternal. It's not a temporary thing. It is that important. When you search with all your heart, then no matter what the answer is, Whatever God gives to you, then you already know that he's been with you all the way. Because when you're looking for God wholeheartedly, he promises you will find him. Otherwise, you'll trade the truth for a lie. You'll look to God only for a little while. And if he doesn't, want, if he doesn't do what you want him to do, then it's kind of like you, you turn away from him. Or maybe he doesn't do what you want in the time you want. And so we conclude, well, if God was real, then why didn't he do this for me? Or why did this happen to me? When you search for him with all your heart, then whatever answer he gives is not a deterrent. It's trusting. It's obeying him. It's saying, okay, God, whatever your answer is, I'm going to pull towards you. It's not about your answer. It's, it's who you are. I'm not going to determine my relationship with you with what you give to me. I'm going to determine my relationship with you by what you've already done for me. And this is what God did for us. He gave his one and only son so that we could have eternal life. And that's why Jeremiah says, if you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. You look for God with all of your heart. Heidi and I got separated. We went to the, not separated in, in marriage. We got separated at the zoo. We were on Oahu and we were with our uh, Our children, grandchildren. So we're at the zoo, and uh, I think I went to get a snack or something. And by the time I came back, they're gone from where they were. And I'm thinking, oh, where'd they go? And then my phone died. So when your phone dies, normally what do we do when we're lost with someone? We text them, right, or call them. I can't. Now, the zoo is not that big. Honolulu Zoo, not too big. But when you're looking for someone... It takes a long time. So I'm thinking, where in the world am I? I'm, I think I'm going in circles. I'm like, wait, that, that giraffe was the same giraffe. That, there's only one giraffe thing, one elephant thing. How can I be in the same place twice? What is happening? So I had to get an old school thing called a map. So I got a map. And the first thing you do when you get a map, you try to determine what? Yeah, where you are. You don't try to find where they are. Through the map, you try to find where you are first so that you can have a starting point. And so finally I caught up with them and, and my grandson, James, like, Papa, where were you? Long time, I never see you. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> and it's the same thing with God. When, you, when you're looking for God, you've got to first determine where you are. Where, where are you in life? Are, are you trying to find God just so that He can do something good for you? Or... Are you trying to find God because I just want to be with you? Like if God never gave us one more blessing, would we be okay with that? Are we, are we that close to God that we say all we need is you? Or are we on in this place with God that we, we are giving him ultimatums? And we're saying, well, if you do this for me, then I'll do this for you. And God says, hang on, don't make your goal to prove God exists. That wasn't my goal, trying to find my family. It wasn't, my goal wasn't to find them, to say, oh yeah, you guys do exist. You are here. You are alive. No, it's, that's not your goal, to find God, to prove that He exists. Make your goal just finding Him, for a pure relationship with Him. But in order to find Him, you must first look for Him. Here's the second thing. Here's how we look for God. It's through faith. Through faith. Now, skeptics will say, and, and people who may not believe in God, or even if you're trying to find God, you may have heard this before, that that is the believer's excuse. Faith. That that's how you find God, through faith. That's how you hear God, through faith. One of the main reasons why we find God through faith is because our eyes lie often. Our eyes do our eyes play tricks on us. When you want to see something, you'll see it. In fact, isn't it true that, let's just say you never met this person in your entire life, a, a person that you're about to meet, and you meet them with no pretense. No one said anything about them. You meet them. They may be strange in a little way. Maybe they're very kind. But then when you meet them, you just, you're learning about them. But let's just say someone came up to you and say, oh, I know you're going to meet so-and-so. Let me just tell you about them. They're weird. They talk loud. They smell. Oh, this person is the worst person in the world. I mean, the things that they talk about. And, and, and don't listen to them because they gossip a lot. Okay, I'm just letting you know. Now, when you meet them, that's what you're going to be looking for. And then when they say something like, oh, yeah, that's true. That is true. Why? Because someone gave you something to look for. And now you're stuck with that thought. And now every time that person does that, it triggers what that person said. And that's why we need faith to find God. Because our faith is in Him, not in what someone else said. Not in what the media says. Not in in, in what happens around the world or what we see. It's it's really in God Himself. Faith. You might be at a place that you're saying, my faith is... Has been wrecked. I've been through this life and, and that life. I've I've been through uh, this kind of lifestyle, that kind of lifestyle. I've 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 been through this marriage, that marriage, this relationship, that relationship. God never is good to me. So how do I have faith? And how do I find God if my faith has been wrecked? You know, God has an answer for everything, and even if your faith has been wrecked or ruined. The Bible tells us in Hebrews eleven six. 6, it tells us that without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. See, even those who came before Jesus was physically born always came to know God through faith. It was always through faith. Because our eyes play tricks on us. Our eyes are deceptive and so is our heart. While we were traveling, we have met people that so kind and nice. We would go to certain places and and they'd just be so generous. To a point where I, I told Heidi, I said, you know, those two workers, both of them were nice. Now, one was a little kinder than the other. The other one a little bit edgy. And then I said this to Heidi. Do you think they're they're portraying themselves as they really are behind the scenes with each other or just as customer service? She goes, You're thinking too much. I said, No, I'm just wondering. Like, I wonder if behind the scenes they bicker and fight a lot. I wonder if behind the scenes the really, really nice one is the most cruelest one behind. I wonder if is that even possible? I don't know, maybe I should ask you, is it possible? For people to be so nice on the outside, but on the inside, evil and dark. Is that even possible? Is that possible? It's absolutely possible. We do that all the time. We do that all the time. It's, it's amazing how we as human beings can put up what we call a front. It's amazing. We, we do that all the time, especially when it's people that, that we need to perform in front of like with family members you can be yourself right you can just ah it's just my family oh no it's just my family but when someone comes over and it's like oh hi how are you doing hallelujah see you in church Then it's different why is that it's because of our human nature that's why god says you cannot find me apart from faith because we behave well in front of people he says but we can't fool god and so he says, when you come to me, it must be through faith. And here's how faith happens. Romans ten seventeen. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Do you know how incredibly important this word is? How valuable it is? Treasure it. That's why we're starting that div- the divine mentor on Thursday nights. Because we want to learn from the word of God, learn how to hear him and develop our faith. We develop our faith through hearing and hearing by the word of God. It must be through the word of God, not through the word of someone else, not the news, not the media, not a DVD or another book. It's the Bible, it's truth. Did you know that even in the Bible, people told lies? In other words, it's raw. There's a lot of things that happen in the Bible, and people say, well, if the, if the Bible was true, then why is this story in there? That guy murdered this person. This person fooled around with that person. You know why the Bible is like that? Because it's about life. Not only does the Bible give us life, but it restores life. If you're going through a broken marriage, guess what? It's in the Bible too. But God gives us a way out through the Bible. If you're trying it in the world and the way you feel it should be done, difficult but if you go to the word of god he has an answer for everything for some of us an answer might just be wait and we hate waiting some of us do this while we're waiting it's like what are you waiting for popcorn it taking like a minute in the microwave it's like one minute i gotta wait one minute At the stoplight, we're going when it's red to time the green. We hate waiting. We just don't like it. We try to do things so that we don't have to wait. Too long certain things take. So I'm helping my son Jordan. He's in college and we have to fill out papers. They changed a thing where we can no longer do electronic signatures. You have to print out papers, write out the form individually, not copy and paste. You have to write it out, hand sign it, put it in an envelope or envelope, however you say it, and put stamps on them, write the address to where you're sending it, and then your return address. It took me two hours to do all of this, and I'm like, I love email, this takes too long. It's like God said, what's your rush? Where are you going? You're on sabbatical. Slow down. <laughs> what, do you have an appointment to go to? Where are you going? I'm like, wow, I'm so wired for today. And I thought, how many of us were so Worldly, we don't know how to live a life with God. We just don't know how because it takes time. Faith is necessary to find God because it takes time to build. Oh, it would be great if we could just snap our fingers and say, oh, I'm close to God. Here I am didn't take me 10 years. Oh, we would love that to happen because we say, then I'm not going to be a hypocrite. Then if I, if why, why can I just be good? Well, good luck on that one, just trying to be good. God says, my, my relationship with you is not based on your goodness. My relationship with you is based on my goodness and how good I am. So if you're trying to be good to find God, if you're trying to get your act together, then find God. He's saying, too long. Just come to me as you are. Wait upon me, not on you, to get good. You wait upon me because my timing is perfect. Your timing, much different than mine. I am perfect. See, the word of God is inspired by God. God breathed. It's his word through man to us. Because the argument is, wait a minute, isn't the Bible written by man? Oh, it's amazing! I tell you what is amazing—that a perfect God would use imperfect people to write a perfect word. I mean, you would almost—it would almost seem better to find the perfect person to write the Bible. Now, when you find that perfect person, you let me know. You know what God did? God says, "I don't need a perfect person because I'm perfect. I just need a vessel." in which to work my perfection through. And so if you're waiting for perfection to happen in your life, God says, that's your way. Here's my way. Even in your imperfection, I can still work in and through you. Even in your imperfections. Yeah, but I want to be a better husband. I want to be a better wife. I want to be a better father, a better mother. Yeah, don't wait for perfection. Just let me work through you. Let me love through you. Let me hope through you. Let me work through you. You're dealing with your children, your grandchildren, teenager. Yeah, you're trying to do it. Let me do it through you. Let my grace work through you. let Let my life work through you. Let my strength work through you. My wisdom work through you. See, it requires faith because we get in the way. Imagine if we all, just by faith, raised our families the way God says for us to raise our families through his word. It takes a lot of trust. It takes faith because we want to see results. I got a call some time ago, a text message actually, and said, can you talk to my son and tell him social media is bad? Like, I'm not going to tell him social media is bad. Let me at least connect with him first. And so I did, and so he's letting me know what's going on in his life, and this is difficult, this is hard, this is what's happening. And so I said... Are you 17? <laughs> he says, "Yeah, I am." I say, "That's normal what you're going through. Not to not to put down what he's saying or not cause his feelings to be valid, but just to let him know you'll be fine. You will be fine. Your life is not thrown apart. It's not going downhill. It seems that way. But when you turn to God and you look through His eyes, you build your faith with Him, He may not just push all the problems on the side, but what He does is He just draws you closer to Him to raise you above all that's happening. And because of that, you have a better picture and a better perspective of of what's really happening at that age, that's why faith is required because we get stuck in everything that happens around us. And he says, "Nope, you're going to need faith." Comes from hearing my word. God breathed. Remember in high school when we used to learn CPR? They had those. Um, they don't call it dummies anymore. They call it something else. I forget what it's called, but it's a it's a dummy <laughs> that that we you know you spray alcohol on the mouth and you got to do CPR and you learn, but you have to breathe your breath into the lifeless body so that they too can have life the word of god is cpr to our soul it breathes life into a dead soul to bring it back to life faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of god here's the last thing in how to find god simple prayer prayer But I don't know how to pray. You may say, I don't know how to pray. I didn't even want to start with God. Like I come before God, and I I cross my I I I close my hands. I close my eyes, and and I don't know what to say. I have no idea what to say. Well, just think about any relationship, your family. When you come home to them, don't you talk? I'm sure you say certain things. Now, I know we talk differently or say certain things differently, or or maybe you say things when you come home like, how come this not done? What about this? What about that? You did your homework and you do your homework, you clean this, clean that with my car. You took my car again, no more gas, how come no more gas? Like, yeah, we do talk, we do say things. But we talk, we we say things to each other because we have a relationship. Now, when it comes to God, Jesus actually told us how to pray. It's the Lord's Prayer. Now, he did that because he knows when we come before God, we don't know where to begin. But Jesus said it well. He said, when you begin, start in this way, our Father, which art in heaven, our Father. When Jesus gave us those few words to begin with, you know what he was saying? It's not about your prayer. It's about your Father who you're praying to. See, just as important as it is for us to talk to God, it's also important for us to listen to God. It's not a one-sided relationship. A phone call conversation is not one-sided. It can be. uh, I'm not going to mention these people's names, but when I call certain people, easy 20 minutes they can talk. Easy 20 minutes. And, I, and sometimes it's family members. I'll call, and I know I need minimum 20 minutes. My mom on Oahu, minimum 20 minutes because she just loves to talk. She loves telling me stories, and I love listening. I'll, just, I'll call her, hi, mom, how are you doing? Put it on speakerphone and just listen. I can just listen, and she'll talk, and she'll talk, and she'll talk. She's 70 years old, and she can talk. She has stories. But I love listening. And then she'll ask me, how are you doing? Then I get to talk to her. Now, sometimes with God, maybe we talk to him for, let's just say, 20 minutes, 2 minutes, 5 minutes. It's okay. But when you're done talking, listen for him. Listen. And you got to slow your mind down. I mean, this is, it's hard to do because you'll talk to God. You'll say, help me with this, bless this person. I pray over my family and, and help me financially. Can you do this? Can you do that? And, and, and we go through the prayer. We ask for forgiveness. I'm so sorry I did this. Can you help me to do this? Help me to stop doing this. Can you give me strength? And we go through the prayer and then pause for a moment so that God can get a word in and just sit for a while and listen for God. Just listen for his voice. Jeremiah 29, 12 and 13 tells us that when you call upon me, you go and pray to me, I will listen to you. I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. Call God. Talk to God. Cry out to God. Listen for him. Because he promises to listen to you, but he wants us to hear him also. That's why it's important for us to trust that God will reveal himself to you. Just stop, slow down a little bit. This morning driving in, I was so excited to come here that I find myself just speeding. And I'm like, slow down. You're not late. Slow down. And then as I'm driving, I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see everybody. And then I start going faster. I'm like, slow down. Just put him on cruise control. Just, you'll get there. People will be there. Just slow down. I thought, wow, Lord, that's what it takes to hear you, doesn't it? We've got to slow down. We don't know how to slow down. We we don't know how to turn this off. I went on sabbatical August 7th, I believe. August 7th. We were at a friend's house. September 6th, this is a month after sabbatical, just taking time off, trying to relax, not thinking of ministry and just drawing closer to God. September 6th, it was a Tuesday. I was at a friend's house. We had a barbecue. And so I'm making my plate. And all that time I'm thinking, I, I don't feel relaxed yet. Like, is it just going to happen or do, do I just, what happens? Am I, am I relaxed now? I don't even know what the feeling is. And so I made my plate. I sat down on a chair outside on his deck. Once I sat down, it's like, poof, like it hit me. And for the first time in a long time, I felt alive. Now, not in the sense of, oh, my relationship with God, but like, we're so busy Here. Not just physically doing things, but in our minds. Our minds are constantly going. We don't have 24 hours in a day in our mind. It's endless. It doesn't shut off. We have restless nights. We can't sleep. Fall into depression. We stress so much on trying to do things to please people. And when I sat there, I said, Lord, thank you. Thank you to this church. Thank you that, that they support what's happening in my life and in Heidi's life. That we just want to draw closer to you, God. And it was good for my soul. You slow down. It takes a lot for us to slow down. Especially if you're like a train going at 500 miles an hour. You turn off the engine, you're still going. And God says, pray to me, you'll find me, but you've got to search for me with all of your heart. Be still, Psalm 46.10 tells us. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. In other words, there's no possible way for you and I to exalt God if we don't slow down, if we're not still before him. And it's, it's, it's not easy to do. I understand that. There's a lot of things to be done. There's work. There's family. There's, there's football practice. There's soccer. There's, there's recitals. There's two jobs, three jobs, finances, college, children growing up, the rent, the mortgage. There's so many things in this world. God says, just come to me. Pray to me with all of your heart. You're going to find me. But you've got to be still and know to be instructed. That's what he's saying to us. And I must be still in order for me to really hear God and get to know him. And some of you are saying it's just so hard to do that. I, 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 that's why I just go through the motions because I, I can't even find God. I just do the things that I'm supposed to do. I come to church. I try to read the Bible. I listen to Christian music, Christian lyrics, and, and I, I try my very best to do that. Worship songs. But do I really have a relationship with God? How in the world do I find him? Here's Second Chronicles sixteen nine. Here's the good news. The Bible says, For the eyes of the Lord move to and fro, run to and fro throughout the whole earth, to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. Listen, you really don't have to look too far for God because he's already looking for you. It's just getting through all of the junk in life and in this world. He says, you come to me, but you gotta, you got to search for me with all your heart because I'm already looking for you. And when we connect, you'll know we're, we're going to connect. You, you just know because it's a relationship. Give him your heart. Put your faith in him, not a church, not a person. I'm so thankful to our staff. I'm so thankful to Pastor Ben, Bunny, and Pastor Marcia who who got to speak on on Sundays and Wednesdays, so grateful. Because this church is not built on a person, it's built on Jesus Christ. That's why we're here. We're not here for a pastor, we're not here to please someone, to check in attendance, we're here for Christ. We're here because of what he did for us. We're here so that we can, as the body of Christ, be strengthened to do what he's called us to do in the the world, to be who we're supposed to be in him, in the world, so that we can represent him to a world filled with darkness, that we are the light that are to shine so that people can see our good works and then glorify him in heaven. We do this through faith in Jesus Christ. Romans ten thirteen tells us, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. You might be thinking, yeah, but I've done horrible things. How can God love and accept me? Here's what it says in Romans 5, 8, but God demonstrates his own love towards us that in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for." you don't have to wait till you get good you don't have to wait till, till you, you feel better it's, you come to God you, you're, you're going to find him you look for him with all of your heart it's through faith get into the word of God you pray to him talk with him not just to him, talk with him he demonstrated his love towards us that even though we may have some things in us that are not right with him He says, I still love you. I will still love you no matter what. As difficult as our life is and can be at times, Jesus walked a difficult road to die on a cross for us so that we could be with him. It's his love in us that draws us even closer to him. So I pray that today would be different for all of us. It would just draw near to him. Would you pray with me and close your Bibles and put away your notes? The worship team can come out. Maybe you're here today and you're saying, Lord, I, I don't, boy, I don't I don't have I don't have time to to so-called relax. I don't, I don't everything's constant. One thing leads to another. It's just constant. It just goes and goes and goes. I don't have anything that slows me down. I, I, there's nothing in place that, that causes me to be still. But maybe right now is just your moment of stillness, as it were, that you'd let God do whatever He needs to do in your heart right now. Maybe it's coming to know Him. Maybe it's, maybe it's changing some things. Maybe it's spending more time with a loved one, a family member, children. Your spouse, your parents, whatever it would be, there's something that he wants to do different. Let him do it. It's hard to turn off our thoughts to focus it on God because we're thinking of us. But we got to decrease so that he can increase. Give him even your thoughts, give him everything. Lay it all down on the line. Don't leave nothing back. Just say, Lord, I'm going to give you everything that I got. I'm going to love you wholeheartedly. I'm going to look for you wholeheartedly. I'm going to build my faith wholeheartedly. I'm going to trust you wholeheartedly. I'm going to love you wholeheartedly. I'm going to do everything possible so that I can be closer to you. You did all the hard work, so all I have to do is call upon you. Maybe for some of you, today is your first day of calling upon the name of the Lord. The Bible says, you ask and you shall receive. Anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And if you're here and you're saying, I want Jesus in my life right now, just raise a hand. You're saying, I want to I, I I give him my heart. I'm not going to come to him when I get good. I'm not going to wait for something good to happen and then say, God, you exist. I'm not going to wait for circumstances to turn around. I'm going I'm to turn to him now. Let him be in charge of the circumstances and whatever happens around me. Yeah, God sees your hands. He sees your heart. You can put your hands down. Let's, let's pray this prayer together, especially for those who are wanting to give their hearts to God. Here's our prayer. Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean and make me brand new. I want to be the person that you created me to be. Build my faith. I will look for you wholeheartedly not through every situation, but straight to you. I trust you. And I will listen. In Jesus' name I pray. Now just listen. Just listen. Just listen for God. He's speaking. Lord, that's our prayer. Whatever you need to do in us, may we take time out to hear your voice. There's a lot of voices, Lord, but the only way we hear yours is when we're still. Turn off the voices, Lord, so we can hear yours. Thank you for letting us find you You are good. In Jesus' name we pray. We all said, amen. Wasn't that refreshing? Yeah, isn't God just the, he's the giver of life. What you just experienced was God's breath. Just him breathing. Just a little bit. Just, it's all he wants. He doesn't want you to do anything but just be. Be with him. It's all he asks for, and it's good to be with God. Amen. I ask you to stand. And I'm going to dismiss you. I know we have one more song to sing, and we can we can still sing that. But um, and if you want to stay, by all means, do so. But thank you for being a church that loves God and loves people, and thank you for doing everything that you do. Thank you to the volunteers and, of course, our staff for all that you do. And let's watch what God does in this next season of our lives. Amen. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful day. Enjoy the rest of the week. Have a great day. Can we just thank God?